cashing in with my good brother, somebody I've looked up to ever since I met him at Delaware State, my line brother, Johnny Lonnie. Welcome. What's going on, bro? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm blessed. Right. Um, so, everybody, this is episode three, and the theme for today is success over me, which was, you know, influenced by Johnny here. So, Johnny, for, you know, our listeners that's tuning in, basically, you know, introduce yourself. Let them know who you are. For sure. Uh, appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, my name is Johnny Lonnan. I'm from uh, Sarajevo, New Jersey. I had the opportunity to meet Kamani at Delaware State University. You that's out there, you feel me? Right, right, and, right. Um, <laughs> and um, when I was there, I, I majored in sports management with a minor in recreation management. I uh, had the opportunity to join Cap Opposite in um, spring, spring 13. And um, after graduation, I had the opportunity to work um, with the Philadelphia 76ers. I um, was there as a sales associate. Uh, moved my my way up to senior sales associate and eventually account executive. Uh, so I spent three seasons there and learned a lot about the industry and um, was able to really uh, make some moves in my career. And then uh, after being there for for three seasons, seeing that I wanted to do some more things in the industry that required me to get a little bit more education. So I uh, took it upon myself to enroll in a master's program. So right now I'm currently going to Georgetown University pursuing my master's. And um, I'm saying so I'm Moved out of Philly, and um, now I'm in D.C., and I'm um, getting this master's degree done, and I'll have about a year left uh, until I'm finished. So uh, right now I'm just enjoying the process, enjoying the ride. All right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, so last week I had Edward Doxon on the show, and he basically told his story and how he got to where he is at today. Yes, you, know, and, you know, everybody, everybody has – these specific things and trials and tribulations that happen within our lives mm -hmm. um, that has motivated us to get to this point that we are today. So, you know, sometimes we go through things and we, we either can use it as a crutch or we can use it as motivation to push us to keep going harder. So can you sure. please, you know, explain and talk about your story and how it got you to where you're at today? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I listened to, to the show that you guys had last week with Ed and um, that's, a, that's a, a great guy right there and somebody that was uh, influential, like while we was there at Dell State as well. Um, but um, as far as my story, uh, when I first got to school, um, it was like pretty much my first time being away from home. So, I mean, when I got there, I was I was excited, but I also wasn't um, extremely focused. I would say, uh, so I was kind of just kind of settling uh, for just being average and had average grades, and was trying to join some some organizations and be in the mix and worrying about girls and you know, saying staying up at night wasn't really focused on my studies. And um, it that lasted for about a year and a half until like the first semester of my um, sophomore year, and then um, went through some things where had some financial troubles where I couldn't pay for school. Um, my mom she was having some health issues back home in Jersey where I'm from, uh, so uh, after that uh, that fall semester, I had to take off of school to take care of my mom and start saving the money to get back in school. Uh, so I was home. Uh, for like two, two and a half years. And um, it was tough, you know what I'm saying? Like my mom wasn't working at the time because, um, you know what I'm saying, her health was kind of all over the place. And um, I had to put myself in a position where I could provide for, for her and hold her down. Uh, I'm the first person in my family to go to college and was raised by a single mother. So, you know what I'm saying, I had to make sure I hold down the fort and make sure she was good. So I worked at uh, at Best Buy and I worked at um, a YMCA um, for like two and a half years, saving up money, taking care of her. 
and um, just kind of keeping my eye on the prize. And uh, the one thing I noticed was I, I appreciated school a lot more when um when I was home because when I came back, I realized that like a lot of the people that I left when I went to school, they was doing the same thing, and you know I'm saying they wasn't really progressing, and like their mindset just. You know what I'm saying in those two or three years, like it just never changed. And I seen that I wanted um, more for myself. I wanted more for my family, whether it be my mom or you know what I'm saying when I eventually have a family of my own. So I said the goal is to go back to school and you know I'm saying have no regrets and do my thing and put myself in a position where I could be successful and not be average. Uh, so uh, after two and a half years, uh, my mom was in a better position. She started working again. Um, health was doing good. I saved up enough money where I could be financially stable and still, you know what I'm saying, help her if I needed to. And I ended up, ended up going back to school. Uh, when I went back, I, I was I was a lot hungrier because I knew what it felt like to be home and not live in a bubble where, you know what I'm saying, you have a, a meal plan in the dorm room and have all these resources to get whatever you want at any given time. Like, I kind of felt what that, what that felt like to be taken away from you. So when I was back in school, like, it, it was I was on cloud nine, so I said I'm going to take advantage of all the opportunities that's in front of me. I'm going to make sure I'm networking, surrounding myself around good people, joining organizations, um, you know what I'm saying? Like really just trying to perfect my craft and be the best person I can be. So I um, had the opportunity to join to join Kappa um, and surround myself with some great brothers who uh, really instilled a lot of a lot of things into me. Um, I was missing seeing my, my freshman, um, I mean my senior year. Uh, so, so that was really a dope experience, able to not only – uh, just be around other people on, on campus, but you know, saying experience uh, different kings and queens from other schools as well. Um, I was the president of Mocha, uh, the Men of Color Alliance. I was the president of the Sports Science Organization. Um, so when I went, you yeah, was killing I, it. Yeah, was when I went back, it. I was all in. You know, what I'm saying I was like, ain't nobody, can nobody take this away from me? So I'm gonna do everything. Um, right, no half assing. For sure. Assing. For sure. So um, you know, saying so I had a really dope experience. Like I wouldn't take my my college experience away for nothing. And, um, you know what I'm saying? So after graduation, I had the opportunity to uh, work with the Philadelphia 76ers. That was a, a really dope experience because um, I was just able to to get right in my industry as soon as I graduated, which was something that wasn't common coming out of the sports management department. So um, not only was I able to work there and do my thing and um, work and get promoted and make a name for myself and kind of put like Dell State on the map for them to start looking at more HBCUs and men of color there. Um, but I was able to set people up with internships and jobs and opportunities to network. So, um, you know, saying? it was always um, not about just what I could do for myself, but what I, what I could do for other people as well. And I've always been uh, big on mentorship and kind of helping other people. And people used to even call me on campus. Like, I know AD used to always say, like, that man probably uh, mentored the, the entire campus from the time that he was in school. Um, but, but, I, but I enjoy it, you know what I'm saying, with making sure I'm giving back. And I know that I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for people that – um, you know saying drop gems on me and you know saying told me a lot of stuff that I needed to hear or I didn't know. Um, so, uh, you know, what I mean, being the first person in my family to go to college, um, it was big for me to, to get that first degree. And I said that um, getting a second degree was something that was important to me as well. And if I wanted to uh, progress my career in, in athletics, especially college athletics and uh, working on some different things. So I said that I wanted to get into uh to get into grad school and have the opportunity to get into Georgetown University, uh, where they have a great, um, say, master's program over there. So that's currently the program I'm in right now. Um, and I'm just blessed, man. I've, I've had the opportunity to to really level up on myself and exceed a lot of expectations that people have for me and that I have for myself. And I'm just continuously just trying to, say, make myself better, make the people around me better.
Right. And I want to highlight something because I remember, Johnny, uh, when you graduate, spring 2014? Yeah, yeah 2014. So, right. So spring 2014. And I remember right after uh, Johnny was get you was accepted into Georgetown at that yeah, time, right? Yeah, so it was, it was kind of crazy. So I had got accepted. So I got the, the offer from the Sixers. And then literally like a week after I started with the Sixers, um, I got the, the acceptance letter for Georgetown. But at the time, they didn't have an online program. So it was like I was either going to have to take the job with the Sixers or I was going to have to, you know what I'm saying, quit the Sixers and then go to grad school. So I was like, you know what I'm saying, right. I, I don't know when the next time I get an opportunity like this to work with a professional basketball, you know what I'm saying, team. And, you know what I'm saying, the basketball and the NBA was something that I always wanted to work in. So it was like, all right, like I need to take advantage of this. Like, you know what I'm saying, school not going to go nowhere. So, you know what I'm saying, I, I took advantage of the opportunity and really learned a lot. And I'm glad that I did it that way because I was able to, learn a lot about the industry and then apply that into my master's program now where I kind of know the tricks of the trade. So uh, I think that, you know what I'm saying? I'm a firm believer and everything happens for a reason. So I'm glad that it worked out the way it did. So Mm -hmm. um, I deferred it and then I just reapplied and then I was able to, I got in then. So, you know what I'm saying? With having the experience that I had after that, you know what I'm saying? They they definitely let me back in. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be there. That's dope. And it's so crazy with Johnny. Johnny has these stories, whereas like it was, oh, my God, I don't know what to do in a certain predicament and situation, like, during undergrad and then, you know, being out of school for a little while, coming back, killing the game, graduating at the top of the class, getting really involved, and then from that, he was able to, you know, get reap the reward from all the, his hard work. And then after, you know, he's like, all right, what's the decision to make from Sixers or Masters? And it's a lot of times people get caught into, like, all right, you know, I'm probably taking a little time off. And then when they take time off, they never really go back. Yeah. But Johnny had that plan, like, I I want this master's degree. I'm not going to let nothing stop me from that goal because I've been keen on getting that, you know? Yeah. And now, look, sooner than later, Johnny's going to have his master's. And that's a big thing. And I tell a lot of people, like, education is the way to go, you know? master's doctorate do what you got to do because we're now setting examples for the for the younger generation coming on up yeah for sure i mean you you are i mean the more that you invest in yourself you know what I'm saying people you know what I'm saying will see uh what what type of work that you're willing to put in um and then you definitely gonna reap the benefits either with just knowing a lot or able to extend your network or you're gonna secure that bag where because you got those degrees whether it be that bachelor's that master's that phd um you know what I'm saying they got to pay you accordingly because of that too um, so, right. you know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of, um, it works on, on, on both ends, uh, where you're able to open up a little bit more opportunities for yourself, um, because of those degrees sometimes. And then, um, of course, like, it's not just the degrees, you got to work with it too, and you got to network and, um, uh, make sure that you're, you're getting the experience and you, you're saying you're putting yourself in positions where you could win. So it's, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of both that you got to do, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful right. to be in this, uh, this, this, this predicament, man. And I know that, um, Something that you know, saying our old heads really instilled in us was to make sure that you know, saying we were being productive and being successful and grinding, and you know, saying what's your plan? Like, what do you want your career to look like? You know, saying if you are going to go back to school, do it now. Stop waiting. You know, saying do what you got to do. Um, so we, I mean, most most of the brothers in our chapter, everybody got a master's degree or a doctorate or working on one. So, it's, right. um, <laughs> and we 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 was just we were just following the status quo for real. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I want to kind of transition into something you hit on a little bit while ago about like mentorship. And mm-hmm. as my time, like as soon as I graduated from Dell State, um, 
I wanted to pick up mentors, people that was basically showing an example and was doing what I want to do in the future. So yeah. um, this this young lady, she told me, she said, Kamani, I'm going to help you and I'm going to kind of direct you in the right directions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I want you to understand this. No matter how far you get up this ladder, never be too far that you can't reach back and help somebody else out. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. so I want to know, like, how important to you is mentorship and what did mentorship do for you and just, in, you know, your progression? Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it started from when I was younger, for real. You know what I'm saying? Wait. Me being raised by a single mother, um, my mother did. A, I think my mother did a phenomenal job with me, but at the same time, she didn't know everything that it took to to raise a man for real, and the certain things that she just didn't know. And I was blessed to have, um, like my friends' fathers in my life, or my my basketball, football coaches growing up, uh, where they was able to, you know, what I'm saying provide that that male role model in my life as well. Um, and if it wasn't for those people, like I might be a totally different individual. We might not even be in this conversation right now. Um, you know, saying like my basketball coach, he he stayed after practice with me to help me apply to universities and colleges, and you know what I'm saying show me how to you know what I'm saying do my FAFSA and apply for scholarships and um, different things like that. Um, so I mean, it's because of that that mentorship that you know, so I was able to reap the benefits of that and learn a lot more than I just would have learned from you know what I'm saying just kind of staying quiet and not asking questions and not wanting to be engaged. Uh, so it's right. it's it's important to me to make sure that. I'm dropping those gems on other people because sometimes people just don't know. Like you never know um, how people grow up or who they had around them. And um, I think that we're all capable of doing a lot of great things out here. It's just about a matter if you have the opportunity or if you have the resources or the information to do so. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So and it's about it's about the, your circle too. Like yeah, for sure. I mean, you gotta keep you gotta keep a, a, a tight circle. You know what I'm saying? Like even like when I when I left school, you know what I'm saying? You were still there. Like you kept a, a dope circle around you where. I know you and Ed were somebody that, you know what I'm saying, y'all was able to uplift each other through the good times and bad um, and able to push each other to make sure y'all both doing your thing. And there's a reason why y'all both um, doing your thing now because iron sharpens iron. So you exactly. say it's, it's important to surround yourself with good people um, So because the conversations, they become different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when, when we was in school, you know what I'm saying, our sophomore, junior year, like, you know what I'm saying, the conversation was like, what's the move for the night? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was about, like, what girl you, you was thinking about hooking up with or something like that. Now the conversations is, you know what I'm saying, what's the, ne- what's the next career move? You know what I'm saying? What city you think about living in now? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What, what type of investments you trying to make? You know what I'm saying? What type of organizations you trying to create? Like, the conversation is just so much different. That comes from growth and putting yourself around great people where you always want to see each other excel. Um, if, like, right. if you know the same person for 10 plus years and your conversations are exactly the same, like, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. There's a problem, you know? You know what I mean? Exactly, bro. And that's real. And it's and it's so, so crazy. And, and no pun intended to, like, old friends or anything that I have. But um, I think a lot of times we have old friends that only remember us for our old ways. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. And that's how the conversations is. It's yeah. like, you trying to do this, you trying to do that. And I'm like, yo, I'm not 18-year-old Kamani no more. So I'm not interested in those things. And then sometimes they, like, you know, like, you change. But like Hove said, um, he was like, what he said, bro? He was like, I work, I, work I ain't, work, I ain't worked as hard to say the same. They're the same, exactly. I ain't worked so, as hard to say the same, man. That's a fact. So we've been grinding for too long to be in that, you know, to be content, to be comfortable in that position. And and now, like, let's start talking some bag talk. Let's talk about um how I could have 
a crib with five bedrooms in it. And then my line brother got a crib right next to me in the same size or even bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. how can we get there together? Because as one thing is a collective unit with, with minds, with like, what's better than two billion? I mean, one billionaires too. Like, let's, let's talk about how we really could get it together and, and build in that circle. And mm. a lot of times people can't make it in our circle. Like, it's, it's, it's no weak links. So that's a, that's a fact, and I'm um, something that always stuck with me. One of uh, our old head, you know, what I'm saying Jermaine, Jermaine Clark, you know, what I'm saying something that really stuck with me. He was like, "Who gonna be the first line to make a million dollars?" And like right. a lot, of, I feel like a lot of people ain't really pay attention to that. But I mean, that meant a lot to me. I'm like, all right, like what that's telling me is like, who gonna secure this bag? Like, mm-hmm. what's 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 gonna be the line where everybody on the line is holding each other accountable to be successful, whether it's different fields or you know, what I'm saying different different industries or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm saying making sure that we all secure in the bag, we all successful where we can be in a position where we can, I'm saying, do some really good in our lives and raise our families and be comfortable. We're not allowed here living paycheck to paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I mean that's that's something that always stuck with me. So I mean, every day I'm I'm continuously grinding on like how can I secure the bag where, you know what I'm saying, I could be out here investing in property and investing in different organizations and you know what I'm saying, making sure that when I when I get older and I'm raising a family like I can hold that fort down and my wife and my kids, they never got to worry about nothing. You know what I'm saying? If there's a, a business venture that, you know what I'm saying, one of my friends or my LBs want to get into and we got to put up money for the capital or something like that, like we all got, you know what I'm saying, enough bread where we can put it up um, to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, we can saying, even get even more money and more businesses and more success. You know what I'm saying? And, and, that, and that's what it's about. So, I mean, right. um, you know saying? but it's, it's all a process. It's not going to happen overnight. And it's just little things that you got to put in place and make sure you're being disciplined and make sure that, um, you're saying you, you're doing everything you can to to make make that success. Right. So leading in to going into you know the theme of this whole conversation, success over mediocrity. You've been quoting this for a long time. Yep. Like that's your motto. Um, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So it's uh success over mediocrity. Um, something I've been I've been hashtagging for a minute. And um, I mean, what it really means to me is just like you're not settling for being average. Um, there's been times in my life where let me say I was complacent with just kind of living to the status quo or living to what everybody thought you was capable of, or um, you're saying kind of just like living at the the bare minimum expectations, and you thought that was okay because you were comfortable. And then a lot of times to be successful, you have to put yourself in a position where you're going to be uncomfortable, um, and and that's where like the the greatness is, is created. So um, just making sure that you know what I'm saying whatever I do whether it be school, whether it be new jobs and new opportunities, whether it be networking, whether it be trying to start a business or a mentor group or anything like that, um, making sure that I'm going hard and I'm giving it my 100% and that I'm not settling for being average. I'm not settling for being mediocre. Like, I'm going to make sure that um, I'm a, I'm a, there's going to be a big difference between being good and being great. And uh, I'm going to make sure I put that work in to make sure that I exceed my expectations and I never create a ceiling for myself. So, I mean, um, I mean, I know for you, you know what I'm saying, like you've done great things thus far. Um, we're making sure that you know, so you put yourself in your um, in a position to be successful in your family and kind of lead that charge where you know, saying people looking up to you, you know, saying not just in your family, but on campus because you want to SGA and all that. So, I mean, what is like success over mediocrity like mean to you? Uh, to me, man, it's like I feel like society puts us in a certain box, you know, especially, you know, being a minority and different things. It's like we're expected to be that young man that's playing sports. We expect it to be a young man that's only into like high fashion and music and 
these different things. Like for me, I'm, I'm educated first, you know, I could articulate myself. I could sit in a room with, with somebody and represent a Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand how to really present myself as a young black man from the inner city. So for me, it, it's really just showing that through hard work, through dedication, no matter what box people expect you to live in, I'm telling you, I'm breaking through that box. And that's the kind of attitude I had my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expected to do certain things, um, where it's just like I was expected to fail, like, I would never forget when I was in, it was junior high school, eighth grade, and this dude was like, I'm not athletic. Um, I'm never going to play high school football, even college football at that. Play high school football, won a championship, and I'm getting the opportunity to play football for a little bit at Dell State. And I'm like, look, prove them wrong. Um, there was times when I was running for student government that some people would laugh. Some people was like, all right, um, at and I not fit. Watch again, prove them wrong. So my whole entire life, it was that push. Uh, let me prove all these people wrong that said I couldn't do it. And now uh, my mom told me, she's like, stop worrying about proving them wrong and prove yourself right. So everything you said you're going to do, everything you expect of yourself, make it happen, prove yourself right. And that's like, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, even like quick story. So like I'm going to, I go to Georgetown University and, um, there's not a lot of people that, that look like us, you know what I'm saying, at the school. So I might be in a classroom of like 30, 35 people, and then there might be three or four people in the class, including me, that's that's African-American. Um, so one day we was in a class, it was my, my ethics class, and um, we were talking about like diversity and inclusion in the workplace, and we were talking about how, you know I'm saying, the importance of making sure that you have equal opportunities for um minorities, people of color in general, women, um, to have the same shot at saying certain positions within a workplace like everybody else. And um we were talking about how certain organizations like really take advantage of um the talent pool that they have and they will promote people regardless of what they look like or what color they are. And there's other organizations that struggle with it and it takes like the top person the person up top to have like a, a trickle down effect or a domino effect to have that mentality spread to other departments and if the person at top doesn't care then you know what I'm saying everybody else won't care so uh, we talking about this and then somebody um raised their hand you know what i mean it's it was this uh this girl you know what i'm saying uh caucasian girl you know what i mean like she went to i think yukon and um she was just like yeah like me and my friends were talking about this the other day and we were talking about how um harvard their incoming freshman class had like a 50% like diversity rate where like 50% of the people that came into that class were coming from ethnic backgrounds, like basically people that weren't white. And she was like, yeah, so like we were wondering if they like changed the expectations or the um, qualifications for those students in order to hit those numbers. And I'm like, how ignorant can you be for one to even think that and for two, for you to even say that out loud and thought it was okay. Like it just shows like your yeah, ignorance to, to minorities and people, people of color. And, like, the fact that there is people out there that think it's, like, a legit thing that um, a school like Harvard would have to lower their standards in order for African-Americans to even get in the door is, like, absolutely ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can perform the same, if not better, than anybody else that any other, you know what I'm saying, background that, that applies for that school. You don't have to lower the SAT scores. You don't have to lower the um, requirements for extracurricular activities. You don't have to lower... Um, you know, saying the quality of writing your statement of intent or statement of purpose, 
you don't have to do none of that. Like we can perform just just fine, and we have the same qualifications to get into that school as anybody else. But the fact that people have that mentality, um, you know, saying there's always going to be people that's going to try to put you in the box. You know what I mean? So it's um it's up to you to to realize that. But I mean, don't use it as um to be angry or anything like that, but you can use it as a chip on your shoulder. Like, yeah, I deserve to be here. And then every day that I'm here, I'm going to prove to you why I deserve to be here. Um, it's, it sucks, but it's, it's, it's a reality that when you're African-American and corporate America, that you got to work twice as hard um, to, to get the same results as everybody else. or to get the, the same compliments or, you know what I'm saying? The same uh, praise, you know what I'm saying? As everybody else. And it's very, very true. I experienced it at the Sixers. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like that sometimes. Um, but it's like, you can't get mad or upset or angry at that. It's just like, sometimes that's the way it is. And like you, you can get mad at it and you can quit and be all angry with yourself. But I'm saying there's going to be a lot of opportunities you're going to miss out on because it's a lot of jobs that's like that. So you can't quit everything. Um, right. so it's just like, you got to make sure that at the end of the day, when you go out there, whether it be, um, a job, whether it be a relationship, whether it be networking, whether it be an organization that you're trying to start, you got to make sure that you put in a hundred percent into it at all times because you represent yourself, you represent your family, you represent your circle of friends that you run with, you represent the school that you went to. Um, it's a lot bigger than you, for real. You know what I mean? So um, people always going to try to put you in a box. And that's cool because, like, the, the the great part about that is that you can exceed, you know what I'm saying, their expectations, and then now they got to, you know what I'm saying, sit there with the dumb face while you're sitting there winning. Right, though. All right. So to finish off, final, final question with both products of – I'll say the best HBCU in the land. Oh, but of course. Um, oh, but of course. So, why at HBCU? Like, what's the pros of attending a historically black college university? Um, so, I'll, I'll keep it a stack with you. When I first was applying to schools, Dell State wasn't at first my, my first choice. My first choice was Seton Hall. And I wanted to go there because um, I wasn't crazy about leaving home yet. And it, it was it wasn't too far from my um from my house in Jersey, and um they had a good sports management program over there, um but it was way too expensive and it wasn't really trying to give me no money like that so I had to look at other options, and um I ended up going to Dell State they gave me a little bit of money, um I knew some people that went there and um it seemed like it was gonna be a lot of fun, so because Dell State kind of had the kind of had the, the stereotype where it was a party school <laughs> you know what I mean so. Uh, I was like, all right, like if I go there, it's probably gonna be a good time, and you know, I know some people that graduated, so I'm saying it's gonna be good bread. So, but after going there, you realize that it's so much more than that. Like it's really you, you coming into a family, and I think most HBCUs are like that, and most people that went to HBCUs that um, they can attest to that. That um, you really feel like that um, there's a family, and that people are really there holding you down, and um, you can depend on people, you can lean on people. You have a ton of people that legit want to see you win. You have other people that look like you that's out here doing big things in the industry. Um, and it's just like, it's, uh, it's just, it's just a feeling that you get. Like when you come across somebody that went to HBCU or went to your HBCU, whether it be just on the street or you come across somebody in the workplace that went to your school or you coming back for homecoming, it's just a sense of pride that you have about your school that I don't really see too much with other schools. Um, there'll be some schools that have that sense of pride because of athletics or something like that. And honestly, HBCUs, they don't even need the athletic piece. Like, you just have pride in your school because that's where you went. Like, I've never met somebody from Dell State or North Carolina A&T or Morgan or, you know, say any of these other HBCUs that's out here that, like, if, if there's a topic of what's, what's the best HBCU, 
they're gonna say they school and they're gonna defend it. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna defend it with their life and they're gonna tell you right about yourself. Um, and that's how it should be. You know what I'm saying you should always defend your school. So um going to HBC was one of the best decisions I could have I could have ever made. Um I learned so much about myself, about about black people, about you know I'm saying how to how to adapt in corporate America. Um, you know what I'm saying, like just how to use my resources, you know what I'm saying, how to network. Um, all the tools that I have right now that make me successful, like I've learned at an HBCU and I I'm able to apply that um in the real world and even now in my master's program at Georgetown. Oh man. Thanks, Johnny, for that. Like I hope everybody that's tuned in today um got a lot of, you know, jewels, motivation and just on a day to day, just understand that it's not, you know, everything is not all about you. You know, you're doing this for of course your family, your friends, people that said <clears throat> excuse me, that you wouldn't amount to anything and they keep on progressing, keep on pushing. Johnny, you got any final words? Yeah, for sure. Um I, I definitely appreciate you uh having me on the show. Um I think that when it comes to anybody that, that wants to be successful or do some big things, um two things. I think that uh I'm gonna say three things. Uh go through what you go through. Um, you know saying everything happens for a reason. I'm saying if it wasn't for me taking off of school and going through the things that I went through, I wouldn't have appreciated school as much as I did when I came back. My grades was on a hundred. You know what I'm saying? I was able to open up opportunities for myself. And who's to say that I would have had the opportunity to work for the Sixers if I didn't take off of school? Um, so everything truly happens for a reason. Um, definitely um, understand what your why is. And I think we all have a why and, and the reason why we want to do things and why we want to be successful. And for me, like, my my why is, like, my mom. You know what I'm saying? I seen her, her really grind. Um, to make sure that she was taking care of me and doing her best, whether she was working one job or two or working, I'm saying, all day or all night. Um, she really made sure that she sacrificed a lot of things to make sure that I was good and she could put me in a, in a, in a position to win. So uh, once you find your why, it'll make things a lot easier when it comes to putting this work in um, uh, to make sure that you, you're doing your thing. And then, um, yeah, the third thing really is, like, when it comes to being – like my the model that I created with the success over mediocrity, like just don't settle for being average. Like it's gonna be a lot of people that um like uh DJ Khaled would say the the, the they people. Um it's gonna be a lot of naysay naysayers that, you know saying don't want you to be great and, and that's perfectly fine. Like my 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 senior year of high school, I was I was trying to get a, a co signer for school. My dad wouldn't do it and got mad at my mom and said that I wasn't gonna amount to shit and that I was gonna end up just like him. You know what I'm saying? If I listen to him, like I'm not even gonna be on this podcast with you today. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm saying it's going to be a lot of people that's going to be that's not going to support you, that's not going to understand why you want to do what you want to do. They're going to put their fears onto you because they think that because they can't do it, they don't want you to do it, they don't think it's possible. Don't listen to them, y'all. You, know? you know what I'm saying? Just always continue to do your thing. And, um, you know what I'm saying, just make sure that you, you're pushing yourself and you're keeping God first and you got a tight circle around you that's going to make sure they push you every day. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's what I got, man. Much appreciated. So, then, uh, matter of fact, oh, I forgot about something really, really important. Of course, Johnny, you want people to follow you. So what's your uh, your social media? For sure. Um, I don't use Twitter like that. I probably need to, to jump on, but I do got an Instagram. Um, and that's at Jaylonin. Uh, so J-L-O-N-O-N. And then um, definitely follow me on LinkedIn. Um, if you're somebody that's uh, in the sports sports industry, you're trying to get in, um, definitely network, me, network with me on there. Um, it's definitely a lot of opportunities to meet a lot of people and I'm always happy to connect people when I can and uh, make sure I'm putting them in a position to win. So uh, my name is Johnny Lunnan. 
uh, J-O-H-N-N-I-E-L-O-N-O-N. Um, definitely follow me on the LinkedIn. And, um, yeah, that's me. My man. So, everybody that's listening in, make sure you rate this episode. Make sure you leave your comments under, you know, iTunes. Also, we're here on the Inca app right now, live. Um, so, yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. This is episode three, Successful Mediocracy and Billionaire Lessons is 